You're listening to The Roki Podcast, a health and fitness resource for real people. We exist to share helpful, meaningful information and have a bit of fun along the way. So sit back, relax, and learn something new about pursuing a healthier and more capable life. Hey guys, we've got a really special couple of episodes for you guys. Um, We're sitting down with Jonathan and Blakely from Digital Barbell. Digital Barbell is an online resource for people for uh, for nutrition coaching as well as um, training programming to help everybody reach their um, health and fitness goals. So uh, Jonathan and Blakely were friends of ours that we met back when we first started doing CrossFit. Um, Blakely was my first CrossFit coach in the, uh, the 5 a.m. crew back at Village CrossFit. So really looking forward to um, these next few episodes. Hope you guys learn a lot and I hope you enjoy. You can find them at digitalbarbell.com or hit them up on Instagram at Digital Barbell or Facebook. Enjoy. So let's start with kind of the new adventure that y'all, y'all are on. Just talk a little bit about Digital Barbell, where the idea came from, what it is, all that good stuff. Yeah, so um, I'll let Blakely kind of explain why there even is Digital Barbell as a term. Oh, well, the name came from a long time ago. I was kind of seeing that a lot of CrossFit gyms didn't have great websites. And so I was going to make websites for CrossFit gyms, and that's where the actual name, the domain, Digital Barbell, came from. And then I let it sit mm-hmm. for a while, and then she has a background in computer science and knows about writing code and has built every website for everything we've ever mm-hmm. done. So she had the idea to do it for other people. So that's why she registered that domain name. Nice. And how long ago was that? Like shoot, I don't even know. Seven years ago, yeah, maybe. A long time. So, um, so that's how the name. Yeah, I've been sitting on the domain for yeah. a while. Wow. <laughs> but it was going to be something. It was going to be yeah, uh, websites. So. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's why there is such a thing as the name. Um, but as far as the business, it's just been an evolution of you know both coaching people in person and Blakely opening her gym that kind of transitioned us into working with people mm-hmm. online. Um, just really been a long process. That's kind yeah. of it was never a a plan to, to start something like this just been a process. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think, I think a lot of people are pretty familiar with you guys because most people listening are from Roki. So they've, they either know of or personally have met you guys and heard from you guys. But for those who don't know, what does Digital Barbell do today? Yeah. Currently? So, <laughs> so our main focus and most of our time is spent on creating educational content to put out on social media and on our own website and to our email subscribers. Cool. We probably spend 75% of our effort on that. So that's birthed out of both a passion for helping people understand about nutrition and training and also as a way to educate our existing clients. So yeah. that's probably 75% of our focus and um, we're always trying to look for new ways to educate people and tell them the same things in different ways so that it really sinks in. Cool. And then the other part of the business is working one-on-one with people, um, developing custom training programs for them and coaching them on nutrition based on their own goals, lifestyle, needs, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, it's both sides. You know, the, the education is the foundation really because it benefits the coaching business also. So yeah. somebody comes to us and they say, you know, I've been going to the gym for 10 years. I haven't seen any 
results, we can help them build a training program that they can follow that gets them the physical results they're looking for, but then also introduce them into how important the nutrition side of it is also to them getting those physical and other health benefits that they're really looking for. Yeah, cool. So they go hand in hand. That's very cool. And I know that I, I steal a lot of your content and I like say something in class before class starts and I'm like, oh my gosh, Brandon, you're so brilliant. <laughs> I know. That's good. It's really Jonathan and Blake, right? but yeah. And so Gabby's going to kill me because I didn't introduce y'all or myself. She always gets mad at me because at the beginning of podcasts, I say my name. So I'm Brandon. Hi guys. Hey Brandon. This is uh, Jonathan and Blakely. They're uh, joining us. This is our first guest on the on the podcast. So they're with Digital Barbell. They do, um, as you just heard, nutrition and program coaching. Um, but along with that, they've got a, a ton of free content that's really, really valuable. So um, we'll talk a little bit about how you guys can get that. But y'all are on Instagram, Facebook, all the social sites, mm -hmm. just digital barbell, Google it. You can find it, find the yeah. website. Y'all yeah. got a pretty good blog that you put some really good stuff out on too. So am I missing anything? That's it. It's, That's it. it's, yeah. face, it's Facebook, digital barbell, it's Instagram at digital barbell, and of course, digitalbarbell.com. Yeah. We try to do a good job of letting people know through the social media accounts when something comes out on the blog. The blog is usually longer, more in-depth articles. Mm -hmm. um, people that are on our email list get extra content also that doesn't come out on the blog. That's sometimes more practical day-to-day -day things that our existing clients can apply or anybody can sign up for the email list or website also. Cool. I like it. All right, so let's talk about you guys personally. So, at, you know, when y'all were little kids growing up, did you just dream of becoming fit pros? <laughs> can't wait to be a nutrition coach and program designer like Not at all. how did how did this begin why don't you go ahead <laughs> um, I mean I grew up just doing sports I kind of odd sports but I did kneeboarding competitively and jump rope team mm -hmm. and then as I got into high school I did like, like mainstream sports <laughs> yeah those are mainstream sports yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got into like soccer, swimming, and water polo in high school. And then after that, it was you know in college it was nothing. And then I and then um, our, when we found CrossFit is kind of when all of that like came back to me like the competitive side. And that's that's whenever I was like okay that you know the desire to work out regularly kind of came to be. And then the nutrition side came um, literally our first um, CrossFit gym in Tennessee our coach took us to the grocery store and walked around with us and taught us how to grocery shop. And that was the first time we had really, like nutrition was ever on our radar. This like, would have been in 2009, 2009. so right at 10 years ago. <clears throat> like That's all awesome. through high school, all through, and my mom always cooked for us, but we, like nutrition was never like a big topic. And like for lunch at high school, I would eat like a Twix or a roll. I mean, I don't know how I was ever in sports. But so that was like the turning point for nutrition, I think for us. Yeah, for sure. there was a big lull. In, in that time in between when we got married and when we found CrossFit. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't really have any background in physical activity other than some high school sports, which I mainly just made the team and didn't actually participate in. But yeah. um, you know, we, were, we were both fairly physically active you know, leading up to being adults. And then um, after we got married, you know, I got a desk job and that led me to being very sedentary, mm. eating a lot of meals at restaurants for lunches. Our dietary habits at home were pretty bad. I mean, it was mm -hmm. basically frozen pizzas or boxes pasta. of pastaroni <laughs> every night. I mean, yeah, we didn't know. We just we yeah. didn't know anything, and that yeah. that helps us now be able to identify with where people are at. But 
anyway, there was a big lull there and I ended up gaining a lot of weight. I got up to 200 pounds, um, ended up losing a lot of weight because of some, some issues with anxiety. I was mm -hmm. having a lot of gastrointestinal issues and couldn't keep weight on. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I lost weight in a healthy way, but, um, and then like Blake was said, when we moved to Tennessee is when we got introduced to a CrossFit gym and, and really started to learn more about actual exercise as a methodology to get healthy. And that kind of started us to want to learn more about nutrition also, because mm -hmm. like, like the side of the coach that took us grocery shopping. Yeah. yeah. So I actually want to talk about this lull a little bit okay. because I think, I think Gabby and I were both there. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of the people in the gym currently, um, probably either came from this or have experienced this. So I was, you were active in high school or college, and then you go into kind of adulthood. Mm -hmm. For us, it was a lot of leaning back on, oh, I'm still relatively healthy because of what I did five years ago, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually saw myself as a healthy person who, you know, would go to the gym once a month and do some bicep curls and there we go. I work out. Where were y'all at with that? Did y'all go to the gym ever? Did you recognize like, oh my gosh, we're wasting away health-wise? Or would you have checked a box that said, I'm, I'm in good shape? Like, where were y'all at mentally with that? Yeah. I would say for me, I didn't recognize like working out as, as, se as separate from being in a sport. I was always like in a sport growing up, so I didn't, like that's where your training was. Mm -hmm. So I never even like was on the radar of like, I, when I'm not in sports, I need to be still working out. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't even on it, off the radar as an understatement for me. I didn't know anything, have a desire to exert myself physically. Right. You know, as probably around 2007 or so, um, there was a 24-hour fitness relatively close to where we lived. And Blakely would go and take some of the group classes there. Um, with a friend because she convinced me to like come with her. Otherwise, I would right. have <laughs> tried it. So she was doing that, and then every once in a while I would go, but really just like use the elliptical machine as an excuse to watch the news. Yep. And look yeah. down yeah. at the monitor. Sounds familiar. After 30 <laughs> minutes and be like, oh my gosh, I've only burned 200 calories while watching the nightly news. This is ridiculous. So, but there was never a point where I, I knew that I needed to do, to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, our friend Chris really introduced us to the yeah. reasons why. Right. We... We, um, we have a good friend that was really active in weightlifting and in sports in high school, and he knew the importance of doing the barbell lifts and being strong and, mm. and training, um, and we're still friends with him to this day, and he moved next to us when we... Um, Which we bought our first house. Bought our first house. He moved in next to us, so he had a little miniature garage gym set up. So he kind of showed us the barbell lifts right then. It kind of planted the seed. That's and cool. I, yeah. I think that's ultimately what got Blakely to go back to... We'll go to 24 yeah. hour fitness and be like, okay, you know, I remember about working out now. So yeah. I, I kind of think that's how that happened now that I think back on mm -hmm. it. Okay. So that planted the seed for the barbell lifts. Um, that's probably like 2003 or four. Or yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, man, it's crazy. To I, think know. Back on I know. <laughs> no, you don't pull that thread too far. It's like, wait a second. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was no, there was no methodology. There was no forethought into what we were doing. And then eventually Blakely found this boot camp through a friend that mm -hmm. kind of introduced some more of the high intensity type stuff. I ended up going to that with her, kind of getting hooked on it. But then that was right at the time that we decided to move to Tennessee. Mm. So we we're like, just when we got into this thing that we yeah. were starting to see some results on, 
we were moving. And I remember seeing on Facebook, one of my high school friends has started something called CrossFit back then. So I sent her a message. I said, Hey, we're moving. You know, we've been doing this boot camp. How do you like CrossFit? She's like, I love it. Yeah. So as soon as we got there, we got on the Google and <laughs> found what was then the only CrossFit gym in Southern Nashville. It's in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. That was yeah. a long time ago, that back time before ago. there was a hundred in every city. But um, <laughs> so that's that was really the turning point where fitness became serious for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at what point? How did it go from something y'all did to something that you were like, we want to help others and we want to be kind of leaders in this space mm -hmm. of. We're not just going to get fit ourselves, but we're actually going to going to help aid and assist and turn this into a business. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like everything happened like not not like with forethought, but just as like we got, we got more and more into it. Like I start when we got back, there was a we moved back to we Houston. moved back to Houston. Um, there was a class at Rice. It was CrossFit, Tropic CrossFit instructor, but not called CrossFit at the time. Mm -hmm. Started going to that, and then I ended up through that group of friends like getting my level one, getting the starting strength, um, you know, certifications and stuff, and then started coaching there at Rice. And then I think that's really what led me to, like, the desire to, like, mm -hmm. continue to just help others. Yeah, it was, really, it was, a really, coach, it was really becoming a coach that becoming, yeah. pushed you deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Then you met Brandon and Gabby, greatest <laughs> humans you've ever met in your life. Oh, yeah. This inspired you to do more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it goes without saying, I know. I yeah, know. so there was never a conscious decision to make it a profession, really. You yeah. know, it was just a gradual thing where she started coaching a lot more. Uh, I joined Village CrossFit, as you know. They they had a need for a coach. I said, hey, my wife is a coach. They, they hired her. At she five coached. in the morning. <laughs> That's right, the crazies. Right. She coached for a long time there, decided to take a break for a time and that kind of spurred the idea to start her own gym during yeah. that time. And just like at that time, the, the education in CrossFit was growing and I just kept wanting to dive deeper and deeper into like getting more and more education in, you know, through all the different certifications in CrossFit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and then, I mean, you're hooked after that. It's just like, you see, you help one person and you see like the, the changes it makes for them. And you're like, all right, this is, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah. And it was during that transition time of stopping coaching at Village and opening your own gym that we started training people out of the garage here at the house. Yeah. We regularly have a group of six to ten people coming over three to four times a week. Yeah. So we were able to start putting the things that we were learning into practice on these people. Who were just friends of ours. Right. There was no risk in yeah. anything. They were basically our guinea pigs to start learning how to coach people. And that was really the birth of being like, man, we could turn this into a business mm -hmm. and that's when she opened triad and that was back in 2015 15 mm -hmm. yeah and and there's there's part of that story all being kind to your neighbors um that, that there was a moment where you were kind of forced to yes. kind of take that step because i feel like you probably would have been for the most part content with you know training 10 to 15 of your friends in your garage gym but Right. What happened? But I got a cease and desist letter. It's <laughs> <laughs> your way, baby. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah, ratted somebody her out. Told, yeah. Who named? Still to this day, I don't know who, but. Yeah. yeah. We and think what, we know. <laughs> what was like the actual complaint? So there's not a HOA here, but it was okay. like a deed restriction. Like there's, you just can't rent, you can't, you can't accept money for a business out of your house. Yeah. Okay. And so that's shut you down. So yeah. you had to find a space. 
yeah. found a space found and a space. started started there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that's eventually how that morphed into an online business was seeing the difference that exercise and eventually coaching people on nutrition was mm -hmm. making in these people's lives and, and realizing that there was a way to reach more people outside the walls of the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then through a series of events, you know, she had to close the gym recently, but it was like, like the whole story, everything has just been this amazing transition to where now we're able to coach people outside the walls of the gym and even still continue to coach some of those same people mm -hmm. that were yeah. coming to the gym That's very cool. online now, which has been really great. And even like it spread to some of their friends and families. And, and mm -hmm. so it's just all part of this amazing transition that yeah. has happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, I love about you guys. I mean, we're throwing the word business around, um, but it, it really is more than that to you. Like these are, these are real relationships, real people that you guys actually care about that, you know, um, and to me, that makes that makes all the difference. It's not just this cold thing that you're doing that you're trying to to make a living at. Um, and I love that about y'all. It's why it's why we love working with y'all and sending people to y'all and bringing y'all on as our first guest ever and all that. <laughs> so, um, so that's very cool. I just want to give y'all a pat on the Thank back you. for that. Thank keep, you. keep that up because that's that's unique, and a lot of people can't figure out how to do that well, and and y'all do. So yeah, so yeah. I think it's good that we, Blakely and I have each other to talk about these clients with because, you know, we both have our own perspectives on things and experiences and, and our own histories that we can draw from to be able to try to help people. So mm -hmm. it's good that we have each other to bounce things off of. And I mean, we spend more time talking about our clients and the ways that we can improve their lives and help them than, you know, how to acquire more clients. So, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's all about it's great just focusing <clears throat> on the people and trusting that, you know, the business will come if you your best job yeah i like that love it okay cool so um anything about digital barbell like the the business that you guys wanted to chat about uh, that we kind of left off there before we start going into the actual nuts and bolts of nutrition and exercise um, i think the only thing i would say is that you know it's kind of hard sometimes through a digital platform to help people understand that what you see on the internet, somebody doing is not necessarily where you need to start from. So mm, if somebody point. looks at our account and we're talking about one of our clients that is at a certain level or whatever, or they see a video of Blakely and I doing a workout, like we, we need to figure out a way to fix the disconnect and people knowing that they can start wherever they're at. doesn't matter uh, what yeah. one of our other clients is doing or what mm -hmm. Blakely and I's ability is. Yeah. You know, we didn't just start this we've been at this for over 10 years, you know, so it doesn't really matter where we're at. We can, we can help people start wherever they are. Yeah. And that's sometimes great. that's hard to get across in a digital format without yeah. just coming out and saying it every day on the right. Instagram story. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even, even when you say it, I think there is hesitation. Like people, people are suspicious. Um, they've tried, you know, get fit quick schemes and mm -hmm. failed and, so I think there's a little bit of suspicion out there. I know all the time we get we get people that call and say, "Hey, I was I was wanting to come check out your gym, but I'm out of shape and yeah. I don't know if, if I can come and work out." And it's like, "No, literally that's why you need <laughs> yeah. to come and work out." <laughs> and so, so yeah, and so they they're looking at, you know, they see you guys or whoever and, and they're seeing an end product and they they maybe wrongly assume that that's the starting point when actually it's the goal. Mm -hmm. um, right. and like you're offering a way to get there. And so just, yeah, I love that. Being able to start wherever you're at and starting is 
the best thing you can do. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, starting and, and having someone to hold you accountable for the things that you're finding out that you need to do to yeah. reach your goal. Yeah, which very nicely segues into my next question is, okay, so what are, in your experience, guys, like what is it that prevents most people from succeeding in whether it's losing weight, getting healthy, um, consistency, like what is it that keeps people from doing this well? Yeah. Anybody take this one? Go ahead. I think it's a lot of things that probably mostly distill down to a lack of education. Hmm. Um, we found that by focusing on educating people, you both get people to the results faster. And the main reason for that is because you increase compliance. When people understand why they're doing something, they're much more likely to continue doing it. Love that. And then the second piece of that is that, that consistency over time that ultimately gets them the results. So that's the challenge is just how can we focus on continuing to educate people to get the compliance, to get the consistency mm -hmm. that gets them the results? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you find a pretty high success rate of if I can get people educated early on, understand kind of why they're doing what they're doing within, I don't know, the first month or two, does that tend to trend towards a higher level of success or have you seen any type of pattern there at all? Yeah, I think the people that seem the most willing to want to learn have the best success mm -hmm. oh that's good and you know part of that is detaching them from some commonly held misbeliefs that you know of course all the things that you see in the grocery store that are confusing and the, right. like all said, natural the, marshmallows yeah. exactly gotta so, be healthy <laughs> yeah so the people who are willing to give up those beliefs are more successful um yeah i think that's the that's the gist of it okay Unless you want to add anything? Yeah, to you that. guys. Yeah. Getting, um, a, getting an early buy-in and an early victory is kind of important also. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, we're definitely not about quick results that don't last. Sure. But we understand that, you know, as we educate people, they need to see some changes fairly early on to get some buy-in. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, if somebody's willing to take our advice and follow the program we lay out for them, then they get that. Right. It's mm -hmm. just you know, can we get them to that point yeah. where they get that victory and that victory becomes the motivation to continue to be consistent right. and get the long-term lasting results. Yeah. 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 None of this stuff is quick. It didn't happen quickly to get to where they are and it's not going to happen quickly to get away from that. Yeah. Like building muscle or losing weight or anything. It's a long process. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of Dave Ramsey, the financial oh, yeah. guru guy? So, the goat. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're, <laughs> we're big fans of his um, and we love, you know, the, the process that he takes people through and we're actually going to try to kind of change our business mm -hmm. to ad adopt that pro that's a process for us and kind of lay it out formally but anyway you know the reason that system works for people is because they get that early victory of paying off a small debt right or, or even that saving that thousand like dollars right. i can save a thousand dollars right yeah boom that's a victory yeah like, I'm on you get step instant two already. yeah i love that yeah do you you guys sh struggle with um helping people have realistic expectations. So like, what I mean by that is we'll have people that will come in and be like, hey, I wanted to join the gym because I've got a wedding next month and I want to lose 60 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's cool, but probably not going to happen. Like, so, so like, how, do you, how do you educate your people in letting them know what a victory actually is um, realistically? What does that yeah. look like for you guys? I'm kind of a direct person, so I don't have a whole lot of problem telling somebody if their goal is unrealistic or even if they have counterproductive goals. Counterproductive goal, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you come to us and say, you know, 
I need to lose 30 pounds so I can see my abs for summer. Right. And meanwhile, I also want to get my deadlift up, right. get stronger. Like, I'm just going to mm -hmm. tell you that those are two counterproductive goals. Yeah. So I think setting realistic expectations um, are important. Um, but also, you know, maybe finding a compromise, saying maybe we can't get you to that 60 pounds for the wedding in the next so-and-so, but, right. you know, here's what we can realistically do. Cool. Yeah. And I think change is such a big part of this. Like sometimes people have the goal, but they're like, but I really don't want to change anything about my <laughs> lifestyle. Like I still want to eat out four times a week and, you know, right. things like that. So that's another thing that you have to kind of convince them that change is going to be a part of the process and it's not scary. Yeah. yeah. And, and going back to education, I know we'll, I'll probably say that a million more times during this, but, you know, not just saying this is the reason your goal is unrealistic, but giving them the science behind it. Mm -hmm. also can help them like push toward that change yeah, yeah that's huge and I know that's a drum we're always beating is you got to where you are by doing what you were doing so mm -hmm. if nothing changes mm -hmm. you yeah. nothing can changes. expect yeah, yeah you can expect to be exactly where you are yeah a month from now or a year from now or whatever